welcome to the five minute theory bonus show and if you belt it up we'll make a start so thanks for joining us today and in this episode we take a look at the last of the series in our top 10 reasons people fail the driving test now this list was compiled for the dvsa and it's the sort of the official reasons why people fail as reported by the examiners and this is the last one in the series and then we're going to be taking a short break so make sure that during the few weeks we're away you head back and look back over the old episodes keep yourself familiar as well as that make sure you take out driving test tales that's a new podcast we've got giving you tips on passing the driving test by speaking to people who've already done it breaking it down and analyzing the test piece by piece and be sure to subscribe as well so when series two comes along in a few weeks that'll come straight into your feed you don't have to go searching for it you already have it in your bank so to today so the number 10 reason why people fail the driving test is not keeping control of the car during reverse parking so that would mean either reverse bay parking or what you'd refer to as parallel parking any mistakes that happen around this area would come under the reverse park control fault on your driving test. So when you get your email through if you'd failed, that's what this will be marked under. Now, hopefully you wouldn't fail. Hopefully by listening to this podcast, you'll go and practice a bit more and then not have that problem and pass first time. However, some of the key areas that um, examiner's reports seeing faults in are the wheels ending up on the pavement at the end of the parallel park. So when you complete a parallel park, either the front or back wheels, or even both on the passenger side, end up on the pavement. That We don't park on the pavement. That's not what we should be doing, especially not when we're doing a parallel park on the driving test. We should be displaying our ability to park in the correct position within 12 inch from the side of the road, and in roughly the parallel position with the curb. So why, but again, we need to look at why why are those wheels ending up on the curb? Is it that you're not paying enough attention? Is it that you don't know how to do the parallel park correctly? Is it, and this is a common one, is it that you've learned how to do a parallel park around a standard sized car and don't know how to adapt it if the car's bigger or smaller? Could you do it around a skip? Could you do it around a van? Could you do it around um, a stretch limousine? Because just one tip on this, something I hear a lot is people saying you have to drive all the way to the end of the car in front and then reverse back. Again, think of it this way. What if it's a stretch limousine? Are you going to drive all the way to the end of the stretch limousine to reverse all the way back again and start turning? So just make sure that when you're using any reference points you might have, you're adapting them to suit the situation you're in rather than relying on turn here, turn here, turn here. Another common mistake that's reported by examiners is too many attempts to reposition when parking. So whether it's in the bay or the side of the road, just taking too many attempts to get it in the final position. This could be a similar thing to the one before. It's There's nothing wrong with having a second go. Um, if you're not right first time, fix it. Don't leave the car in a correct position. However, we can't be taking 10 minutes to do it. You know, it needs to be done in a relatively prompt fashion. Two or three attempts at the most. And again, looking at why. Is there a lack of practice there? 
Is there a lack of knowledge? Is it not practicing around different vehicles? Is it only practicing on a standard size and using set reference points? Is it panicking because the examiner's watching you? What, whatever those um, problems might be, we need to analyze that. So go out and practice today or whenever your next lesson is and ask your parents, your friends, your instructor, whoever you're learning with to practice on different sized cars and to practice in different areas. Maybe you're practicing on a busier street or you're practicing on a road with a bend on it rather than a straight line. Another example provided is losing control of the car when parking in a bay. So essentially, the way to think of that would maybe the car's going too fast when you're reversing back into a bay. You're not going slow enough. So the examiner's potentially going to have to put the foot on the brake so you're not reversing into maybe a car behind or the lamppost or, or whatever's behind the car. And again, look at why. Why are we losing control of the car? Because in reality, when we're reversing, we're just using clutch control. And right back to day one on your first driving lesson, you'll have started using clutch control. When you're setting off from the side of the road, we're going to use the clutch to set off, unless obviously you're driving an automatic, um, but you're using the clutch to set off. Well, if you're using your clutch to set off from day one, we shouldn't really struggle too much with the clutch control when we come to test it. So is it a lack of practice? Or potentially, as I commonly see, is it putting more attention on the accuracy of the car, i.e. getting in first time perfect, and not enough attention on what you're actually doing with the car? So whatever the reason is there, again, it's something we need to work on. Go through it with your instructor, go through it with your parents, and just make sure you've got full control of the car. And then the last example thrown up is ending up parking outside the bay. Now, the key word there for me is ending up. So your final position being outside the bay. Because as I mentioned previously, if your position is incorrect when you finish a maneuver, don't leave it. Fix it. Yes, you cannot fix it 17 times, but do not leave the car in an incorrect position. I, as a driving instructor, have had people fail a test before because they refuse to move the car after it's after the initially going uh, and they parked over the white line. The examiner has said, you're, you're okay to move it. And the student said, no, it's fine. And the examiner has said, no, no, you're allowed to move the car. You're allowed to fix it if necessary. And the, exam uh, the student argued and said they're going to leave it where it was. Never leave a car in an incorrect position. But going a little deeper than that again, why? Is it uh, a mental block? Is it a belief that you're not allowed to fix a car? Is it a belief that one of your friends before the test has told you, you you've got to get it in first time and leave it in? Is it that, again, you're paying too much attention to the examiner or too much attention to looking around or maybe you've spotted another car somewhere and rather than stop or take a pause for a second, you've carried on going and, and missed it and then decide not to fix it. Again, you need to get to the reason as to why you're finishing outside the bay. The, the, the reason for the fail, the actual definition of the fail would be that fault. However, that's not the reason. You need to find the reason for the fault. So I hope you found these um, top 10 fails useful. They are available on the DVSA website. There is a link in all the, the show notes for them, so you can go and click them and read them yourself. Go back and listen to these again. 
if you listen to these, they're going to help you with the most top 10 common fails. But beyond that, they'll help you understand why. Because as I mentioned previously, and I mentioned every single episode, the fault on your test sheet, the fault marked on your test sheet is why you failed. However, you need to find the reason for that fault because you cannot fix the fault until you know the reason for it. So go back and listen to these again. See if you can find the reason why you're either failing on your test or why you're struggling during lessons. And a lot of it is simply practicing the right way. And if you found these useful, make sure you subscribe to the show or follow the show. That way, when we come back for season two in a few weeks, it'll come straight into your feed so we can crack back on with some regular Tuesday five-minute theory. And we've also got some special bonuses coming up for you every Friday where there's going to be different instructors coming on, giving you tips on how to pass your theory, how to pass your driving test, and how to make the most out of your driving lessons. And be sure to follow our sister podcast, Driving Test Tales, where every week we're speaking to people who've passed the test, talking about why they passed, why they failed, any embarrassing stories had, any unusual requests. So make sure you go check out Driving Test Tales and be sure to get in touch at tcdrive.co.uk if there's anything you'd like me to cover. But for now, stay safe, drive safer.